And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Ian Hayworth. Always a great time talking to Ian. Uh, we discussed Joe Biden's crazy Hitler speech last week. Uh, we talked about rolling blackouts across California and why that's coming to a power grid near you very soon. Uh, we talked about uh, Democrats having nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Ooh, that's a fun one. Uh, and a bunch more. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, before I get to Ian, guys, uh, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, if you're an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. And real quick, a quick programming note. I am off next week. Uh, I will be in Europe on vacation, um, but I will be back the week after don't ruin the place when I'm overseas, guys, all right? I'd, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. Um, okay, without further ado, the great Ian Hayworth. All right, guys, we're here at the great Ian Hayworth. Ian, how you been, man? I'm doing well, just enjoying some more semi-fascism from our very, very old president. How about you? Dude, I loved your tweet, like, two weeks ago. I just remembered this, like... Can you imagine getting all worked up and only being able to manage a semi-fascist? <laughs> just what, the worst feeling in the world. What what bizarre lingo. Man, <laughs> so we do have to talk about fascism, obviously. Uh, I was off on Monday, so we haven't, I haven't had a chance to discuss the worst, and I, I do think this is accurate, the worst political speech in American history. Like, I, I actually don't think that's an exaggeration, and I'm not— and just to be clear, I'm not saying Biden is like more evil than like Woodrow Wilson or FDR, uh, but I mean those guys didn't have well they did have dementia, but not at first. Right? They didn't. They, they didn't grew into dem- it. Yeah, they, did, they weren't elected with dementia, um, so they were able to hide their depravity a little bit better than Joe Biden. But last Thursday, Biden gives this insane fascist speech in front of a blood red background with Marines standing behind him as a show of force. I mean, it literally looked like the crazy fascist guy from V from Vendetta. And in the speech, he went on to call half the country domestic terrorists. So like it was wild, man. It it was, it was absolutely wild to watch. He, he obviously thinks this is going to somehow help him maintain power. So he obviously doesn't care what damage this is doing to the country, but like, man, oh man, like what a, what a crazy, insane display from the president. Well, first, just the optics of it, as you said, even if his, his speech was one of love and compassion and, you know, free bunny rabbits for the under fives, the optics of it were horrendous. He had a blood red background, as you said. He had Marines in complete shadow in the background, like something out of Star Wars or V for Vendetta or, you know, some of the worst moments in history of just having a military hanging over the president as a subtle threat. And the fact that he was all lit up in almost a green. I mean, he's green anyway, so he, <laughs> he needs all the help he can get. It looked horrendous. But I think people should be focusing more on the content. The content is what scared me. The fact that they thought these, these kind of dark Biden optics would be a good idea. As you said, he 
basically called half of the country domestic terrorists. He said, oh, I'm not talking about all Republicans. I'm talking about MAGA Republicans. But then he went on to categorize MAGA Republicans as anyone who thinks you shouldn't murder babies, which is a huge proportion of the country. It's unbelievable. I also think, though, that there is a cynical play here. I think a lot of people are going down the route of, oh, he's just geriatric. He's crazy. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's been an asshole for his entire career. And part of me thinks they are trying to bait a reaction from the, the extreme levels of the right here, who some of whom are going to be legitimately scared and some of whom are just looking for an opportunity to do violence, unfortunately. I think political violence would be almost the best thing for the Biden administration right now, because they would use it as proof that they need more power to take away any kind of control from the MAGA ultra semi-fascist Republicans on the right. It's just a disgusting display. I think, honestly, the worst thing I've seen from a president in my living memory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'll go a step further, Ian. I think that's the goal. I think the goal of the Biden regime is to incite violence. I mean, they, they uh, I mean, they want Republicans to get violent. Um, and honestly, and if they don't, um, they, they'll just manufacture it. I mm-hmm. honestly, I think you're going to see the FBI trying to entrap people. I think they're going to, there's going to be false flags, things like that. Not to sound like Alex Jones or anything, but, um, if that wasn't the point of the speech, that was the point. That was the point of the speech. I'm sorry. I mean, like we've seen enough over the last couple of years. Uh, and honestly, I don't think Republicans are going to get violent. I mean, like if 2020 taught us anything, it's that Republicans will will allow Democrats to do just about anything to them um, without getting violent. Um, I mean, the lockdowns, the Black Lives Matter stuff, it basically just showed that Republicans are extraordinarily nonviolent um, to the point where they'll just let themselves and their families be oppressed by the state and by the left uh, and basically do nothing in return. So I think the FBI is going to have to fake some stuff. I think the, the left is going to have to manufacture some political violence, but I think that is coming. Um, but, man, it's like... I just don't know. And, like, you know me, man. Like, I, I don't believe in democracy. I think democracy is stupid. I, I don't think—I don't know if the republic is necessarily salvageable at this point. Maybe, maybe not. But for the people that are invested in democracy who do believe that democracy is great, like, I just don't—I mean, America survived a lot, man. I'm, I'm not saying this uh-huh. is the end, but it's like, I, I don't know how a country comes back from the president of the United States declaring half the population enemies of the state. Well, the problem is, is that democracy in, in the term, well, in the context of the United States only works when you have a set of key principles that everyone embraces without question. You know, the fact that the United States is a force for good, the fact that individual freedoms are a good thing, the fact that freedom of speech and the Second Amendment are important things that matter above all else. The moment you get rid of that and just start talking about the kind of democracy that Biden means, which is just one guy really doing the bidding of the mob or one guy manipulating the mob into supporting what he wants to do anyway. That's no longer American democracy. That's why he always talks about democracies. It's just mob rule because often the mob wants what's best for the mob and screw the 49.9% who are left over who just have to pay the price. It's, it's very, very worrying when you see people like Biden and to a greater extent Obama, but Obama did it far more carefully just really tearing up the Constitution, tearing up everything that really makes America different. Because when you talk about revolutions, you look at the French Revolution, that was much more the kind of direction that Biden wants to take things of just power to the people, you know, democracy above all else. And look how that turned out. The United States is the best country in the world for a reason. It's because the founders understood really human nature and human weakness. And that was built into the system. And then people like Biden are trying to tear it out of the root. And you tear that out of the root that you've just got basically every other country as an example of what happens instead. It's 
truly terrifying because people are going along with it. I mean, most of them, uh, some of them would, but most of them would never say this out loud. But I think it's a majority opinion among Democratic politicians that the American Revolution was a mistake and the French Revolution is the way to go. I really do think that's where their their worldview sits. And like you said, I mean, like American, you know, Republic, small R Republicanism, American, you know, d- what the left calls democracy only works when people recognize individual liberties, God given rights and freedoms. And uh, I mean, I, honestly, I think a bare majority of Democratic voters would be convinced right now by their rulers to to outlaw, you know, to, to get rid of like the first, second and fourth amendments. Um, I think it's actually a majority opinion on the left right now, not even just the politicians, but the voters themselves, that free speech is bad. Obviously, that owning guns is bad. Um, and they're not a big fan of, of uh, protecting Americans from illegal search and seizure either. I mean, look, at, I mean, they're cheering on um, the FBI raiding the, the former president. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like when, <laughs> when one half of the country is, is, is opposed to the Bill of Rights at face value, uh-huh. I, just, I just don't know. I mean, it's like... To everybody listening at home, do you think the political oppression of the right is going to stop? <laughs> like, do you think this is yeah. going to get better? Why I mean, would the, it? FB, the FBI targeting, the IRS targeting, censorship from big tech, the, the constant hoaxes and propaganda from corporate media. I mean, the demonization of Republicans across all forms of entertainment and media. I mean, Joe Biden gave Democrats the green light to be as evil as they want, to do whatever they want to us. And that's the point, man. Like, it, the thing is, the, the end result, the logical conclusion of the Patriot Act in 2001 was always going to be Democrats turning the war on terror inward against Republicans. Because that's the nature of how state the state power mm-hmm. grows. That's how states are. Like, states themselves are inherently leftist, and they only move in one direction. That's the nature of collectivism. Um, so... I, I don't see how things aren't going to get dramatically worse. Yep. Like, sorry to be just like uh, just a ray of sunshine here this morning. But like, I just don't see how things we can avoid things getting much, much worse. Well, they have to get worse because the nature of progressivism is that it has to continually progress. That's why you'll see the left get more and more radical on all manner of issues. But look, just one gender theory. We've gone from love who you want if you're a consenting adult to people just being able to change their gender every three seconds, and then minor attracted people started to make it into the mainstream lexicon. Like the fact is that people who live in that world have to keep coming up with the next fad to push as the most important issue, because that's how they define their worth. And so then you've got a lot of political people who are very, very cynical and take advantage of that by pushing what it, they don't care about any of these issues. They just want power. And so they take advantage of these quite radical, quite aggressively driven people and it creates this cycle downwards because you have someone like Biden who comes in, who's flip flopped his entire career, doesn't have any original thoughts. All he wants to be is in power. He'll do whatever he can to stay in power. He'll do it in 2024. It's just there's nowhere but down unless you have someone saying no very firmly and returning us to fundamental American principles and then going from there. Like it, as long as we have those key principles, everything else will be OK. You start to get rid of those. Everything falls apart. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough Americans who still agree on those principles left mm-hmm. to right the ship. I, I, I truly don't know. I don't think... Um, I mean, do you agree with me, man? I Like, if, if only de- registered Democratic voters, I think they could be convinced to vote to overturn the First Amendment right now today. I agree. I, I think there's a lot... There's enough people who, especially if you're a Democrat, I think you feel safe enough 
that's always the power of the mob yeah. is that when you're in the mob you feel safe from any of the downsides of that mob existing and so you're actually quite happy to take away um rights from the other side because you'll think you'll be fine so i think they would vote to take it away because they, they've never feared for saying what they want to say they've never been censored or told that you can't say this in one space or the other and so they don't understand the danger of it they don't see any problem with taking away voices from people on the right because oh they're just nazis anyway and so that's really the, the goal of language like fascist nazi it's because they elicit ideas of this global war where all ma- all that matters is stopping that threat that's why they use the word terrorism to speak about people who they disagree about abortion. It's because you should do anything you can to stop terrorism. That's what justified the Patriot Act, and that's what's going to justify whatever Biden does next. Yeah, it's funny. This speech last week sounded exactly like a speech um, using a lot of the same language, actually, that George Bush gave in mm-hmm. early 2003, um, trying to convince the American people that it was a good idea to invade Iraq. You know, all the, the lies about weapons of mass destruction, all of that stuff, all the propaganda. It was wartime propaganda. So he wasn't talking about Saddam Hussein. He was talking about my mother and my wife. Okay? I mean, it's like, it's truly disturbing stuff from a truly wicked man and wicked yes. regime. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, obviously, I, I, I really shouldn't be surprised by anything <laughs> anymore. You know, I've posted this podcast for almost six years, but it's like, that was one of those. That was one of those moments, man. That I think we'll look back on as, uh, as uh, the beginning of something really, really bad. Yeah. And I just hope. Uh, I hope people don't start dying. You know. I just. Want, I hope so too. I, I hope. Hope we avoid mass death. I think that is the best we can hope for at this point. Um, so California, you you left the state of California at the right time, man. Um, good call. Good call. <laughs> it's, it's never it's never too late to leave. <laughs> Just get out, ladies and gentlemen. If you still have charge in, in your pathetic little electric car, you're not allowed to charge. That is, but uh, California is in the dark again. Rolling blackouts across the state once again. Um, the Democrats who run California, the same ones who last week voted to ban, no, not voted, um, no, it, was, no, it, was, it was executive order by uh, Gavin Newsom, who uh, just chose to ban uh, gas-powered cars uh, one week ago, are now telling their citizens to turn off their air conditioners, avoid using appliances, and of course, this is, this, this is the best part, avoid, of course, avoid charging their electric cars. So, <laughs> great stuff from the Democrats, as always. Man... I just don't understand, and we're going to get into like the, the energy issues more broadly. I don't understand how Californians don't understand, how Californians don't understand that their rulers are doing to this, this to them on purpose. Like the climate cult people, they don't care about polar bears, man. I'm sorry. They, they do not care about polar bears or polar ice caps or anything like that. They care about power. And they uh-huh. have a way now, like these, these, these degenerates in California, they have a way to lock down, essentially lock down their subjects whenever they want, you know, for, for, for no reason. You know, I think COVID taught all of the worst people, they, they gave all of the worst people some bright ideas. And I think that's very dangerous. Um, and now they can just turn the power off. You know what I mean? They can, they can shut down their state without, a, without COVID-19, without uh-huh. any good reason. Um, I think it's all intentional, man. It's all intentional, and unfortunately, a lot of people are going to get hurt. Well, the problem is it's two things. It's intentional for, from a lot of people, and it's incompetence from the other. And that's the most dangerous combination you can ever have because you've got people who are power-hungry, and also you've got a population in California who they live in a bubble. There's no other way of saying it. People in California, well, a lot of the Democrats in California at least, because there are a lot of Republicans there still, 
the Democrats just live in a bubble where everything bad is either a Republican's fault, even though a Republican hasn't held office in California in 3000 years. It's like the, one of the bluest places you can go in the world. And it's just they blame everything on climate change. And so either it's Republican, in which case you need to vote in more Democrats, or it's climate change, which is also Republicans' fault, so you need to vote in more Democrats. And so everyone you'll see, whether it be in California or outside, all the Democrats will say, oh, California is leading the way when it comes to climate change. It doesn't matter that you've got old people dying in the summer because it's too hot. It doesn't matter that you can't drive anywhere, you can't get to work, or that people can't even afford the, the power bills because they're just exorbitantly expensive. All that matters is, again, it's the language of terrorism, it's the language of fascism. It's we have this great threat, which is climate change. So we all need to sacrifice. Of course, Gavin Newsom isn't turning off his AC because that would just make the grease in his hair <laughs> explode into flame. <laughs> but it's just they, they don't care. They don't see that Gavin Newsom is honestly a slimy piece of crap that just laughs at them as he's on his way to more power and more power. They don't care that he went to French Laundry. I mean, honestly, something like that, a scandal like that in previous decades would have ended someone's political career. You've locked down an entire population of people who are suffering economically because you've taken away their jobs and you're going off to a $400 a plate meal with medical with medical people unmasked, hobnobbing indoors. That should have ended his career. Instead, he keeps getting voted in because people in, people in California, they're lost. That's why people are leaving. California, I think, is the most beautiful state in the country. I don't think it's even close, but it's just it's lost and it's going to get worse and worse and worse because then the people who are leaving are taking their money and their ideas elsewhere. And the people who are left are either so ingrained in the Democrat bubble or they just want a piece of whatever they can get out of it. And it's it's so sad to see, but it's their fault. You know, you made your bed. You got to line it. The thing is, this is coming to a power grid near you. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is not this isn't going to be a strictly California problem for for very long. Um, and I had no idea it was this bad, Ian. And uh, I, I, I'll tweet this out right uh, when the when the episode's up, um, if you guys haven't read it back at home. But Biden has cut oil and gas production on federal land by 97 percent since taking power. 97 percent. We are producing three percent the 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 natural gas and oil we were producing under Donald Trump. Funny thing um, is that we were actually producing even more uh, oil and natural gas on federal land under Barack Obama than Trump. Um, you know, Obama actually, you know, he was actually good on oil and natural gas. He just had the, the anti-energy rhetoric and then did the opposite um, because he was a lot smarter than Joe Biden. Um, you know, he didn't have, you know, you know, Alzheimer's and stuff like that. But like the, the Biden regime is is legitimately dangerous. The stress on the electrical grids are intentional. Um, the destruction of our energy sector is intentional. Ninety seven percent. Wow. He, I mean, he, he's cut down leasing federal lands for oil, natural gas production by 97%. That's that's simply not sustainable. That is not sustainable, especially as more and more people buy Teslas, buy electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. if, if your family, if your household buys an electric vehicle, you basically double your, your, your electric use. You're going to double your electric bill. You're using twice as much electricity per month. Okay, you get what... I mean, if... <laughs> Even if another 5 million, 10 million Americans buy electric vehicles, that would essentially shut down the entire power grid nationally. I mean, it, this is not, this is absolutely not sustainable. I, the only way out of this energy crisis is a dramatic uptick in the use of nuclear energy. Obviously, the Democrats will never allow that. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's coming this year or next year or when, but we're going to see massive blackouts, a lot of people dying of the cold and of the heat. 
I mean, unless we just absolutely clean house, throw the Democrats out of power, and start, you know, drill, baby, drill. <laughs> you know, yeah. We would have to really dramatically reverse the damage done by Biden as quickly as physically possible. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't even know if Republicans are going to hold the Senate at the end of this year. Um, you, you never know what's going to happen. But, I mean, this is, this is not—I know we can point and laugh at California, but it's coming to a town near you real yeah. soon. Just the fact that the Democrats are sitting there and boasting about the fact that if you have $35,000 a year income, they'll give you 30% off solar panels. It's just they, they don't live <laughs> in the same world as you and me. Like the, the average price nationally for to equip your house with solar panels is $18,000. Yeah. Like the fact that they think that, especially in the economic situation we're in right now, that Americans making $35,000 a year or less have 18 grand lying around to put solar panels on their home. It's just... It's ridiculous. The vast majority of Americans don't have that money lying around, let alone the people who the Democrats boast a moderate income. They just don't live in the same world. They sneer at you. They think they think people are scum. Honestly, they think they're subhuman. It's revolting. And they're creating these situations, whether it be the money in your pocket or the power in your home. They simply don't care. And of course, they're making money along the way because a lot of these projects, hundreds of million dollars get announced for various things. And a lot of the money ends up in places that you wouldn't necessarily thought it would. It's Again, you're right. It's not it's going to get worse before it gets better because we are on this path where we're either sending oil to our enemies with China. You've got Europe begging Russia for gas. It is. Just, are we stupid? It, it's like we're trying to lose this game. This game is incredibly simple. I, I in 2016, at least, I imagine it's the same. The U.S. had the greatest untapped oil reserves in the world. We're sitting on the answer. And yet we've got Biden saying, oh, maybe a few more wind will, uh, windmills will sort this out. It's just absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, in, in, Europe is going to get crushed this winter. Obviously, mm-hmm. Russia Russia's not opening up their pipelines. You know, they're selling to China. They're selling um, to India. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, they have clients for their, their gas and, and oil in, in Asia. Um, they don't really even need to sell to Europe anymore. Um, I mean, th- this morning, a, a European Union official said that they're, they're giving guidelines to, to they, they, they she actually used the term flatten the curve this winter. <laughs> so like it's it's hilarious. They're taking like fascist Anthony Fauci lingo and using it for other things. That's just always just creepy when you see this dystopian propaganda just spread across platforms. It's uh it's just disturbing, man. But um yeah, it's just telling people to turn off their heat and stuff this winter. I mean, man, it gets cold in Germany, brother. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's gonna get rough. These people, you know, the, the left's energy policies, this is not fun and games, man. People are going to die, okay? People are going to die en masse. It, it, it didn't have to be It didn't have to be this way, man. It didn't have to be this way, but here we are. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know, man. And I don't know. It's like, because we have two more years of Biden, regardless yep. of what happens in the midterms. He will not allow... Um, us to open up our energy sector. He's not going to allow these leases to go out on federal lands. So, I mean, we just kind of have to, our electric grid has to survive two more years, you know, at, at a minimum. Um, and I don't know, you know, more and more people are buying electric vehicles, even in Toledo, Ohio, man, I see Tesla's all the time. I mean, you see them every 10th or 20th car maybe is an electric vehicle at this point. And I know there's a lot more in, in more uh, populated areas and in, in metropolitan areas. So I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, how bad it gets. Uh, hopefully, eventually, people get pissed off and just elect a bunch of Republicans that allow for drilling again, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll just see how our, our local power grids hold up over the next couple of years. 
Well, I also think there's a foreign policy element here, too, that we need to remember that all this issue with Russia is because of Biden. Uh, the only reason Russia invaded Ukraine in the first place, which people on the left like to blame entirely for the issues we're seeing, and it is part of it, is because Biden is weak and he, they knew they could get away with it. I think the same could, thing could happen with China and Taiwan. And if we lose, uh, don't lose Taiwan, but if we lose our access to semiconductors through Taiwan, then a little bit of energy loss is not going to be comparable to the life we're going to be living. We lose semiconductors, we lose everything. Try driving an electric car or having a computer or having the internet, anything without semiconductors. China could cripple us any second they want. The fact that Biden is just lurching his way back and forth to ice cream in Delaware while this is going on. Like we're on the brink of severe worldwide global panic and uh, Biden is walking us into it. It's truly terrifying. I mean, it's not even the semiconductors that we all use. Um, I, I mean, think of the jobs. I mean, like my, yeah. uh, my, my father-in-law works at a Chrysler plant up in Michigan. And, um, I mean, they, they send the whole, all three shifts home for weeks at a time sometimes um, because they're out of semiconductors. I mean, imagine if that pipeline shut off yep. for six months. I mean, the, so the entire auto industry is sent home. No more work. That's a million people. That's like a, a million high-paying jobs gone immediately. And that will happen the day, you know, China invades Taiwan, which will happen. I don't know when. this. I mean, if I were Xi Jinping, I would have already done it. <laughs> I mean, you know, just being honest, I mean, like, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't China yep. take Taiwan? I mean, they, it's not like the Taiwanese have the military to do anything about it. Not like America or the West is going to do anything about it. What are they going to do? Sanction, oh, no, Biden, sanction China? Biden will like, we will never statement. sanction China. We can sanction Russia because <laughs> all we get is gas and vodka and bullets before Biden banned that. I miss my Russian ammo, by the way. Still pissed off about that. <laughs> some cheap, <laughs> some cheap, super cheap, full metal, full metal jacket, brother. I miss that stuff. But, like, yeah, I mean, the, we physically can't sanction China because we get half of our crap from China on a daily basis. So it's like. Yeah, man. I mean, just the economic, not even just the stuff you need semiconductors for in your personal life. Just think of what it's going to do to American manufacturing. I mean, the job loss will be catastrophic. I mean, it would it would, it would, would immediately send us from a recession into a depression. Immediately, yes. just day one. But then the answer, of course, would be more high-paying union government jobs, because that's, that's what Biden is doing. I mean, didn't... Um... Corinne Jean-Pierre say that they created 10,000 million jobs yeah, 10,000 so million jobs. Yeah. They haven't created a single job. They're still in the billion? negative. That's like what? 100 that's billion 10 jobs? Billion. 10 billion, 10 billion jobs. Job. Yeah, that's that's impressive. <laughs> More than one job for every human on the planet. Every human on the planet has multiple jobs. Fantastic. <laughs> Bernie oh Sanders is very upset, of course, because you should only need one paying job to, to be able to live. Yeah, or no job. He prefers the uh, no job route. Yeah, no job is better. We're the richest country in the world. We should just have free stuff. So I had to ask uh, my wife who this person is because I just don't I don't watch a lot of movies because they stopped making good movies about 15 years ago, as we all know. Um, they meaning everyone. I mean, just every every movie, <laughs> every movie. Like, there's been like a handful of good movies that have come out in the last 15 years. It's pathetic. Yeah. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence, the actress, apparently very famous. I didn't know who she was, but uh, or I, I knew the name, but I, I I can never put like a face to a name. Of famous people, it's just not my thing. But uh, anyway, this famous actress Jennifer Lawrence said that she quote has nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Nightmares, nightmares, Ian. Tucker I'm Carlson. Sure. Have you ever had yeah, a I'm... Tucker Carlson nightmare? 
Oh, I, I don't think I'm proud to say I've never dreamt of Tucker Carlson, whether it would be positive <laughs> or negative. <laughs> I think it's I mean, she's lying. There's just of course. I, I doubt she's ever watched a second of his show. No, it's just people on the left every now and again need to prove their their worth to the mob. And so they say, oh, yeah, I have daily nightmares about Trump or Tucker Carlson or whoever else they're worried about. It's just ridiculous. I, d- I doubt she could pick Tucker Carlson out of a lineup, honestly. Yeah, like it's not as bad because she is a woman, and I know the left doesn't like acknowledging this, but men and women are different. <laughs> but like, so it's not as bad as like Brian Stelter saying that he went home and cried about like whatever Republicans or whatever. <laughs> like Donald Trump was president, so he went home and had a good cry. So it's not as pathetic because like Jennifer Lawrence, I assume, doesn't have a penis. But like, man, here's the deal. I, I it just it bothers me when leftists like they. It's like a social status thing to make yourself sound way more pathetic than you really are. Yes. Which is, like, weird. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I live my life, like, I hate, like, I have, like, social anxiety issues from time to time. You know what I mean? And, like, I grew up being, like, bullied in school and all that. So it's just, like, I, I take a lot of time out of my daily schedule just trying to avoid sounding like an idiot in public. <laughs> Because I just don't like embarrassing myself. You know what I mean? But it's like, man, just saying that you have nightmares about a a dork on your TV. Like, dude, before Tucker Carlson got that job at, at Fox News, he was known as, like, the nerdy kid with a bow tie on cable news. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be afraid of 10 Tucker Carlsons. You know what I mean? Like, if you are afraid of some nerd who reads off a teleprompter on TV, just go take a jujitsu class. Go buy a gun. Like, just learn like learn how to fight. Like, I don't know. Just, like, buy a dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, do something to, like, bring your anxiety level down because it's weird. Like, and also, just side note, imagine being so rich and privileged that the worst thing you can think of is Tucker Carlson. Like, if your life is so easy, <laughs> like, you've never faced adversity at all in your entire life. So, like, you're like, what's the worst thing I can imagine? Tucker Carlson. It's like, my, my <laughs> word. Like, oh, my goodness, Ian. Well, the big difference there is you don't exist in a world where victimhood is the currency. Right. And the world Jennifer Lawrence inhabits is where victimhood is the sign of how good a person you are. That's why you have Lizzo saying she's oppressed when she's the least <laughs> oppressed person in the world. Just the world. She's unbelievable. Like, she's famous for being fat, and then she cries when people say she's fat. Right. Like, that's, the, that's her life. Jennifer Lawrence is the same. She's not oppressed in any way, but oppression is how we value people. If you're you know, a strong person of value, you're oppressed in some way. And so she's just got to construct something she's oppressed by. So what she picks, she picks a guy who's on TV for an hour a night that you can just not watch. Like that's the most terrifying thing. Just turn the TV off and you're fine. It's crazy. But pick a better thing to be scared of, honestly. Dude, what if like, just imagine if one of our like colleagues in right wing media was like, gave an interview and was like, I have nightmares about Brian Stelter. <laughs> you know what i mean or like rachel maddow i have nightmares keeps me up at night anderson cooper (laughs) you know what i mean it's like what what are we doing man like i don't know i could whip jake tapper's ass with an arm and a leg tied behind my back like you know what i mean like these like I, i just don't understand i just don't it's just such a like you're right i mean they live in this bizarre world where victimhood is currency but it's like just as a man from ohio that is just so far removed from how my brain operates. You know what yep. I mean? Like, it's just such a, like, 
it's such a bizarre like it's it like who relates to like I get the journalist interviewing Jennifer Lawrence probably related to that, but just imagine like like who who relates to this type of behavior? It's such as like a Taylor Lorenz and her friends, her wine drunk friends. They're all in their fifties <laughs> and they pretend to be in their thirties and they get drunk all the time and they relate to having nightmares about Tucker Carlson. But there's like five people in the country that can relate to this type of behavior. Just Taylor Lorenz. She's 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 the product of all of this. She's the ultimate product of all of this, of just someone who just whines for a living. And she's the most unself-aware person, I think, in the world. We, we should do another episode where we just talk about Taylor Lorenz, honestly. She's, she's the face of this entire problem. Yeah. I mean, she's like, I, I almost have a hard time accepting that she's real. Because she really <laughs> yeah, does she's seem... A tr- she's a troll. <laughs> she just seems like a Republican plant. I mean, she's like a caricature of all the things that we make fun of Democrats for. Yep. All wrapped into one ridiculous human being <laughs> who's 49 years old, <laughs> by the way. She does not like it when people tweet that, <laughs> for the record. Ian, my friend, uh, thanks for doing this, man. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Where can everybody check out your show, Off Limits, which is fantastic, by the way. Everybody go subscribe right now. Uh, and where can everybody read your stuff and follow you online, all that good stuff? Yeah, thanks for having me as always. You can find uh, the show Off Limits with uh, me and Howard. You can find it on YouTube uh, or follow me on all social media. It's I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H. I post a ton of clips there so you can you can find all that stuff. And yeah, thanks as always for having me, Brady. It's always fun to chat. Absolutely. Everybody follow Ian. He's great. I am off next week. I'll be on vacation in Europe, but I'll be back uh, that following week. That's all I got for today. No gimmicks. Um, 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 um.